Come on. Come on, this is me opening. Okay, hi. Did you hear the the guy that uh, that started uh, something awful died? Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. People are talking about some guy that I didn't recognize the name or the face or the voice. And there's like a clip circulating where he says something that seemed like an inside joke. And I, I'm completely removed from whatever. So, um... I, I never went to something awful when that show or when that place was like at its heyday, right? Like I, I wasn't going to spend. Are you talking about Rich, uh, aka Low Tax Kayenka? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I so I, I don't have like a lot to say on this. I it just it struck me as kind of strange because I remember like being on like the Nintendo Internet forums right way back in the day, and being on some other like more kid friendly game forums, and then you would see people. Who like they would have like Goon Squad somewhere in their signature or in their name, and then like even then I was aware of uh of this place. Like it, it seemed like this kind of strange, almost scary, where the mean old people went to to congregate. Uh, but it, it it always was like around. Like it was something I was always aware aware of as I've been on the internet. Like it's one of the big pillars of the internet, and so it's kind of crazy to hear that this this person is no longer with us um just to like because uh, he was like in his 40s so he's like only 10 years older than me uh from that perspective and then just to the amount of effect that something awful had on the internet because people spun off of that to create 4chan which then spun off to create other stuff and uh i guess like the me you know memes having impact font kind of started there some of the big memes back in the day the saying started on that site and like the old really owls, I guess. Um, so it's crazy to like to see that. But then also I learned that the dude was kind of a bad person. Uh, and so if you go to the thread on something awful and like read through the comments, it it's this weird mix of like funny and dark and like old internet humor, the kind you don't see as much anymore unless you actually are still going to, you know, 4chan and, and, and some of those places. Um, it's been interesting. It was an interesting like half an hour skimming through that and reading some of the comments and and just like seeing like toasting in an epic bread is the first reply and just be like oh i remember when people used to say that a lot like so yeah let's uh we'll dedicate this show to one of our precious richards uh low tax no let's not do that because apparently he was like a serial abuser and beat both of his wives uh rich Rich. low tax kayenka we pour one out for you um our hero and uh the inspiration for this show the uh some of the comments though like if he's actually dead lol if he's not also lol it's like okay um one of them was i I went i went that in my in my eulogy in the paper i know right best way to put it um if it's not on wikipedia (laughs) yet it's not real there was one that was like maybe if you want to if he married his alcoholism, then he could have beaten it. <laughs> uh, had me laughing like super fucking hard. No, that's uh, there, were, there was one who's like, R.I.P., I hope he's beating his wife in heaven. And it's like, geez. But like, I remember seeing jokes like that like all the time when I, you know, the few times I went to Fortran back in the day, right? Like, there's there is something to like the no chill no mercy uh way people would communicate in like 2007 to 2011 or whatever that I don't know like I I don't I don't miss it per se but I'm like nostalgic for it. 
I mean, it is a part of history. Yeah. It's a chapter. It's culture. We all get permut eventually. R.I.P. I know there's one in here that I was like, what? you guys realize the funniest thing Lotax ever did was die? oh that's a that's a great one we were saying dead tax instead of low tax i don't know it it, it's (laughs) a eulogy to my old friend let's talk about piss (laughs) i don't some of this i don't know why this struck me as is such a strange morbid kind of hilarious but I, i wanted to bring it up just i wasn't sure if you had any opinions on it for one but also I have a feeling somethingawful.com probably has like had a fairly large effects on all of us that are listening to this show in one way, shape, or form just because of how it shaped the internet. Like I guess they kind of had like proto Let's Plays before everyone had access to YouTube. Like people would uh, play video games, take lots of screenshots, and then do like write ups or something. And and like that was like the beginning to Let's Plays, which is crazy. And obviously the Fortran thing and how big that's gotten, and then the the splintering to that and and whatnot like the the intricacies of the internet like is is for as big as it is and, and like this crazy ocean and you're just lost in it like we have so few people that listen to this show right like we're just like this drop in the bucket of the internet and yet some of the things like the way things ripple it it just kind of fascinates me how things evolve how things change what what influences other stuff right like it it's neat and also some of the really horrible jokes at this guy's expense are, are extremely funny to me <laughs> But that's all I got. I don't, I, if we don't have anything to say on this, that's cool too. Yeah, I literally never heard the name before. I I am familiar with what was it? Something awful. Yeah, that's a site I've heard of. Hmm. Well, I think that there was a, almost this trajectory at a certain point, right? Where like it's like, oh, you can because it costs money to get on the site. It costs ten bucks to sign up, which was probably really oh, good too. Okay, I remember. That's actually not a bad idea. No, right? Like, I get the controversy, Fortran, but also it's like, hmm. It's like, okay, you have to spend $10 to shit post versus 4chan where it's like, you can, you know, there's like very, almost no rules and you can make, it's hard to get banned on there as it was my understanding. Um, the, the, different, so, the different branches of, of internet government. So I'm having problems right now in the Warcraft thread on 4chan. It's constantly being raided by Final Fantasy people. But it's it, what's annoying is that it's someone trying to start a fight be- between the Final Fantasy thread and the Warcraft thread, but it's not somebody from the Final Fantasy thread. It's this other guy, and everyone knows who's organizing it, but he's just like trying to instigate fights, and he's like ruining the threads constantly. That's it's impossible to have a conversation because it's like everybody keeps falling for this like really obvious bait and having these arguments and. One of the one one of the janitors keeps overreacting to stuff and will like delete half the thread, and so people that are talking about Warcraft are getting like temp banned in the process, and they're trying to put together a case to get that janitor removed from the site because he's not doing his job right or something. And it's like, can we talk about the game? I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't know what the age bracket of Fortune is these days because obviously when I was there. It skewed fairly young because it was like the edgelord site for teenagers. But I feel like if if adults still go there, like none of do any of us have time to respond to obvious troll bait anymore? Because I sure don't. 
Um, you know, I know people older than me that fall for stuff that make me wince. I suppose like, like reading Facebook comments on stuff answers my own question, right? Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. It, it's it's something interesting because again, like when 4chan was new, I think when it, the site was new, everybody going there was more or less on the same page because it was made for a purpose where everyone's interests lined up. Sure. And now that it's kind of gotten too big for its own good on top of the length of how long it's been there, the user base is much, much more diverse, which means there's a lot more like conflict and differing opinions on like how the structure should be on a meta level, you know, not just the conversation, but like how to manage the site correctly. There's debates. Yeah. I sp- like once you get that big and people like know about you and your name is mentioned in like a news article or something right on the Washington post. Like then it's kind of, that's got to happen. There. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm, I haven't been there in, in, in like over a decade. Right. But like the last time I was on Fortune, like that place was a goddamn wild west. Yeah. I'm checking the thread now. We had a big Warcraft day. They announced the next patch and they gave us like info about what the next patch is going to be about. So it's like, hey, there's stuff to talk about. And so I check here, and it's just mostly people photoshopping Ian Hazakostas' face and posting uh, sad characters crying, and no one's actually talking about content. Were you ever on the uh, Warcraft forums? Because I remember like, when I had an active Blizzard account like being on those for a while. Um, no, my, my skin isn't thick enough for the Warcraft forums. I go to 4chan instead. The Warcraft forums are pretty fucking merciless too back in the day. That that is a fact. They it was also like I, I had a feeling that it's been like this for a while. But the way I always take official video game forums is it's a containment thing so that you don't get as many stupid emails going directly to customer service. Yeah, that's fair. I I think um it's it's to mitigate dumb questions like i'm confused about the lore or why can't my character have more shades of red for their hair color three isn't enough shades of red i want this one that's between these two those are the questions that instead of taking someone's time to close out a ticket on and maybe upset the person they can vent it on a forum where their their peers and colleagues will chew them out and deflate their argument a bit before a moderator has to step in. Yeah, I remember too, like, I think the place is kind of clicky. Like, there's every forum, like, has that guy that's been around for like six years and has a million posts or whatever and is like the popular dude just because of attrition. And I remember the, like, sure, you know, you'd post something and then like that guy would say something and he would get all the replies because everyone wanted his attention. Like, I feel like at least at the time period I was there, it was, it was kind of rife with that. And then, uh, the only real worthwhile places were like the battleground forums for your specific place so you could talk to people about setting up PvP shit. But then there's also just a lot of talking shit, so you had to d- to wade through that. Yeah, see, I remember checking the forums once, and at the time they had a role-playing section, and that was for organizing groups or recruiting guilds or asking lore questions. And most of the lore questions were like, the, the the response was, what are you, stupid? And then, 
most of the guild recruitment things were were responded to with uh didn't you post this yesterday no one cares and it just didn't seem like a constructive environment <laughs> there were a lot of um I, I, there was a lot of twink threads which is where i hung out by the end just because like that's what i was into and i can those, picture that those being were a fun. little more goal oriented maybe functioning better yeah like those are pretty chill despite like Every once in a while you get people coming in and be like, why are you guys assholes? You just make characters so you can beat up the new people who don't, who just want to get a couple of tokens to get a piece of armor. And everyone else is like min-maxing the characters and just, you know, like talking, either talking shit or being like, oh my god, I can't believe the last guy I fought was this and calling each other out. And like, I remember them being like really friendly, uh, which was kind of neat because most of the PvP stuff in that game has never really been friendly. <laughs> Because it was such a it was such a group, right? It was a small group. There wasn't that many people into that, and so we were kind of like somewhat nice to each other, just because we kind of had to be. But uh, I don't know. There, there's like neat rivalries and stuff like that. That part was cool. I remember. I remember that really fondly. Um, anything about like gear or whatever was always weird because by that point YouTube was starting to become more of a thing. And uh, obviously, Wowhead was a thing, and all those other sites that are just like, here's how you go find gear. So I was like, how do I get this? And it's like, fucking go to that site, and it tells you a thoughtbot or whatever it was. Like, my brain memory remembers some of this shit, and it has no reason to. I'm upset with it. There's there's more important things to remember. No, it, it's um, <laughs> it's certainly a thing, and kind of like uh, something awful. There, there's like a internet historian fascination with how it used to be yeah uh, really like that was actually a big conversation that came up when wow classic came out uh, the content got cleared too fast like people that have been begging for this and they've been asking for it for years and they've been looking forward to it and they've been following the development and they got all excited and planned how they would get through it and they ended up like leveling up in two weeks and finishing the raid because they they have all the you know it's solved the puzzle is solved yeah they forgot what it was like when you didn't realize there was a min max approach to the talents they didn't realize all the ins and outs of every single boss mechanic and how all the gear lines up and how to to handle some of these like group mechanics because the content by today's standards is very easy and sure. it was very funny to see people like uh not get disappointed, but kind of like have a wake up call of like, oh, yeah, I guess these add ons make it a lot easier. We didn't we didn't have this back when I was running it or. Oh, yeah, we have voice chat now. Voice chat wasn't really a thing back then, huh? And how, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the wake up call was very interesting to watch from a distance. Yeah, it's like. If you know the fight, like, like half of the fun as a raid, it, like back in the day, was literally learning the fights and learning how to like synergize with your team to take them down. And then so it's like, OK, you, you wind the clocks back and you have like all of the old gear and the old moveset and, and druids suck again. But you still remember the mechanics like or if you don't, you go watch them on YouTube. And so, yeah, like. You just you can't bring back that spark for the first time you play that game. Like it's just impossible. You have to find a different game that offers something similar, but it's got to be different enough where you're still enjoying it, or you're just going to compare it to World of Warcraft. And it's always been like this really weird spot I've in with that game because I have amazing memories of it. And they were like first time logging into WoW, right? Like that place is huge. There's two continents. You can take a fucking zeppelin across them, and like 
There's just so much. And if I went back to that game now, though, I would be pretty different because of Cataclysm. But at the end of the day, I think enough of the mechanics are still going to be there where it's not it's not new. It's just different. It's not like going to wow me anymore because I've seen it before. And even if with a new coat of paint, it's still kind of the same video game. You know, I really uh, I want you to get in like for a day just to experience it. Because I just really want to hear your take since you've been away for so long. God, what is the download yeah. on that? I oh, it's it's big enough that it's it's impractical and annoying. I mean, I don't know that we'll ever arrange this for you, but like as a thought experiment, I just really would love to hear your opinion. Like, I I want you to go in and log in and make a new character and see how different that is, and do the new tutorial and how different that is. And the new UI and everything, and just go. Oh, it's not like not like it was when I quit. I just want to hear you say that like eight times in a row. Yeah, I I do wonder like would I be happy or would I be upset? Because part of me is probably like the new quality of life things would be great, especially as an old person who doesn't have a lot of time to play video games. But that that spark, right? That like that nostalgic thing I want uh to relive i don't i don't know if that would be there and i think that would upset me more than the quality of life changes what's that other mmo uh that's a super open-ended question (laughs) yeah i realize it's not a lot to to go on i I think i'm thinking of everquest Uh, is is everquest the one where they they kind of came out with a 2.0 where everything looked better but people kind of preferred the old style. So there's basically like two versions of the game. And I'm not people sure. tend to opt for the nostalgic one. That sounds where like accurate. the sword is like five polygons or something. You know, it's like it's yeah. it, some of it's like abstract. It's funny. I only really ever played the one. Play that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a thing recently where people are like, hey, let's hop on to. I can't remember if it's EverQuest or not. But it's like, hey, let's just hop on EverQuest real quick. And it's cute because there's people that take the game serious and they like they know it inside out. And other people that just don't and they're logging in for the first time to try and find their favorite streamer. And these guys were like, hey, let's go. Let's go. do Okay. Hey, well, this person has a quest. Let's go try the quest out. And they'll have like a parade of like 10 players with flags all like marching like behind them. And it has this like procession going on where people stop and like join in on the parade. And there's this like fun charm to it that I feel like Warcraft could have this, but they're so like in your face and try hard about like it's like they want you to think they're they're Marvel. Sure. And so they keep telling you to like worship them as if they're Marvel. And it's killing the charm part of it. Because I would love for some streamer to just randomly go, you know, I never played World of Warcraft. Let's hop on that classic server and just kind of like genuinely people come together and have a nostalgic moment where they're all like sharing a hobby. But now when a a streamer gets on classic WoW, it's like, well, let's go ahead and measure these uh, metrics. Okay, we're going to go to the auction house and uh, this potion type, there's only two selling. Wow. So that would estimate the population around here. Uh, oh wow let me ask uh, there's this player over here i'm gonna ask him hey do you play classic wow or retail and the person go like oh yeah i i prefer retail i just kind of hop on here to clear my head and it's like this weird um uh ghost town vibe where it's like creepy almost 
I feel like that hindsight isn't surprising. Like you said, like, there's that thing we want, but then you go back and you're like, oh, you mean I have to walk literally everywhere and mounts cost this much gold and the class I really liked actually kind of sucks because they didn't get revamped till Burning Crusade. Like, you take a lot of that for granted when you're playing for a long period of time and you, you don't you don't always notice the things that are good. You just notice the things that piss you off or that are missing that you, you want back. Like that that was always this constant theme for the players in that game. Oh well. On the plus Indeed. side, uh nine point two is gonna be the last of this expansion and they're gonna move on early. Well, that's interesting. Which is maybe the highlight of my day is oh, knowing wow. that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because holy shit, this has been the worst expansion. You think there'll ever be a Warhammer MMO? No. Um, I feel like there was a window where MMOs were really taking off and they could leverage it to be fun. Right now, MMOs are like a downward trend. Uh, a lot of people were surprised that Amazon was releasing one because it's like, that seems like a bad idea. And then if you look at the Steam active account numbers right now, it's like, yeah, that looks like it was a bad idea. Oh, damn. Uh, I, I think there's questions that people have asked because they've actually been rumors about a Warhammer MMO. And a lot of times the question that comes up is how do you how do you control a player when a lot of these battles are like planet wide and a 90% mortality rate. That is a good question. Like how do you make your character feel special without I mean, everyone you, around you also feeling special? You'd have to like <clears throat> control an army or at least like a battalion or something. Like it would have to be not isolated to one person but like a squad of 10, right? Like because the whole point of Warhammer is like these big scale battles. And so, but then how do you, how do you do that in, in, in real time or whatever, unless it's like an MMO, but also an RTS, which should be interesting. Thing, but it's like, uh, there, there's, uh, there's books about like, here's a squad of five guys and the adventure that they go on. And it's like, if, if every dungeon felt like you were the star of a book, you know, there are examples of storytelling in the universe where it fits in the universe and it is a drawn back smaller scale. So like maybe they could present it in a way. It's just mm -hmm. I think that when you think of what the trailer would look like, it would probably imply the massive scale that's appealing about Warhammer. And so like, okay, would an RTS just make more sense? And yeah. most of the time it does. On the quick topic of like nostalgic games, because I know we, we spent this talking about World of Warcraft, but this applies to other stuff too. And I remember going back and playing Unreal Tournament 2004. This, God, this must have been like a year or two ago. It wasn't actually that long. And like the memory I had of that game versus how it actually plays now. Well, I mean, it's still played. Like it hasn't been updated, right? It's a 2004 game. Uh, it's like, I remember it being one way and it wasn't that unless you found servers that were like had the health packs and health changed and then the speed of the characters changed. And so it's like the game's actually not quite as fast or crazy as I remember, but there are servers that skew in that direction. And it's like, oh, here we go. This is how it's supposed to be. And then I played for like an hour and it's like, I suck at this game. 
I can't kill anybody. This game is so hard. The vehicles kind of control really wonky sometimes. Uh, the guns have a weird, like, the... you got to lead your shots on almost everything. You can't just, like, hover over and shoot. Like, and I, I had fun, but not enough fun to keep going. And so, I don't know. There's something to be said of being like... I remember, like, when I played Halo 1 on the PC... Uh, I don't need to go fire that up again and play it again because I, I think I would just be disappointed. And I would also be really bad at it now because the only people like playing that game have been playing for 20 years. You reminded me of something else where I went back to it recently. Oh, you know what's weird? This isn't quite a nostalgia thing, but a podcast brought up Overwatch and it dawned on me that I don't think I've booted that game up in a year. Same. And it's like, there's no reason to. They haven't actually had any like content updates since we stopped playing. Oh, wow. It's been kind of stagnant because they kind of, they pushed uh, like, hey, we're going to go full steam ahead on Overwatch 2. We want to get this going. So all hands on deck for Overwatch 2. And then the COVID stuff kind of like slowed down the work pace. So basically nothing is like going on. I don't totally miss it, so... I well, that's the other part is I don't know that I want to go back because changing the format like the, this five v five thing is going to ruin how tanks feel because they're all going to have to be readjusted differently. Oh and yeah, I think that was the last big thing. Like Reinhardt, I'm sure Reinhardt's going to be fine, but I'm thinking about like okay, Arissa, I could picture how she translates to being a solo tank, but uh, Hammond and Winston are going to be different characters. Zarya is going to need some work because she is definitely an off tank. Yeah, I, I don't know how half the tanks are going to work. And it's just, I don't like that. I I like to play only with friends. Yeah. So I don't want to, like, how do we rotate who gets to be the tank? You know, that feels annoying. Especially it feels like they... there's more pressure on the tank because yeah, now it's yeah. like, it's not you working together. It's like, okay, well, you were the tank. You said you want to be the tank and that's how you're going to play. Thanks. And I feel like that conversation is going to come up in a lot of circles. Yeah. Which sucks, but I don't know. I'm also like more than fine with like putting that game kind of behind me. Like I don't, I don't need to go play it again. Um, I enjoyed my time with it to a point and I don't know. That's kind of right. We may have had like, our fun with that. Yeah. And, we had a lot of fucking fun with that, and I like no one can take that away from us. But I, I, I'm also like I don't need to make new memories with Overwatch. I'm fine with having the ones I have, which is sort of the same with World of Warcraft and like a bunch of other games that uh, I used to play a lot. Like it's okay to move on, and it's okay to be nostalgic for things and not go back and experience them again. Um, I mean, I'm still reading these Dragonlance books, and they're still like not very good, and. That kind of sucks because I remember really liking these, and now I now I have the 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 new memories, which are the first three are good, and the 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 next three are not. And I don't know. At a certain point, it's like, would I have been happier if I didn't kick this beehive? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Um, it's hard to gauge it, <coughs> and I hate. Like, have you seen a movie recently where it's like, oh, this didn't seem to age so well? And it's like, um, I, I've, I've had that experience before and I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, there was a time where it's like, 
I kind of want to watch, uh, what was it? Um, Ghostbusters 2. But a part of me is like, you know, I've learned so much about film since the last time I've watched it. Am I just going to turn into one of these people that complain about it? And I'm and like, my childhood memories of it are going to go away. So it's yeah. almost like I'm avoiding watching the movie just because it's like, am I an internet snob that's going to ruin my own fun of the movie? I better just not watch it ever again so I can retain my happiness. I, uh, I've always been like pretty high on the underworld movies and I haven't watched the first couple of those in quite a while. Um, I know the last time I watched rise of the lichens, which is the prequel, I used to love that movie when it first came out. Like I went on like an odyssey to go see it because it was in theaters, but me and my friend were like 17 and so some of the, or 16 or whatever. So we had to like find the theater that would let us the fuck in. And it was this journey with mountain dew um, and I went and watched it like, I don't know, five, 10 years after that. And I was like, this movie fucking sucks. This is a terrible movie. I can't believe I was one, this excited to see it. And then two, like thought it was the greatest thing ever for like a year and a half of my life. Uh, I like to think I would still like the first two just cause I think they're much more competently made just like the different director and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like the movies were never going to win Oscars anyways. They're very stupid violent movies for teenagers with uh, a lot of sex appeal i don't know if i'd get much out of them anymore but i still have the dvds squared away just in case yeah (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with growing up either but no yeah it's kind of weird when you like you have this happy memory you don't want to necessarily uh ignore it but it does get tainted Well, it's interesting, too, because, like, framing it as growing up is both fact and also kind of not. Like, we spent 50 minutes, like, a couple weeks ago talking about the new My Little Pony movie, right? Like, clearly we haven't grown up that much. Uh, I'm gearing up to probably watch Centaur World because I need a new cartoon and I'm told that one's good. I like cartoons. Like, that hasn't gone away. It's sort of execution has changed. And then what I want out out of a story has definitely changed. I, okay, talk about nostalgia and games. Did you see the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake is coming out soon? Uh, I did not. So I don't know that I'm particularly nostalgic for that game. But man, I really think this remake looks awful. Oh, really? And I don't know where where does this come from? Like Nintendo gets such a pass for like it's like they don't even have a bar to measure up to it just is it nintendo and it's a if and or no it's like a true false statement we're just like if it's nintendo it's good and it doesn't have to actually work or look good or be fun to play it's just if it's nintendo they did it yeah i don't i don't know why that that I, they, I guess they've been around long enough where their name is like synonymous with a certain like feeling you have. Like when you hear the word Nintendo, it like it conjures m- so many memories, whether you want it to or not. And so like, oh, Nintendo's doing this and they're only going to make probably like so many copies because they're so into their like forced scarcity. And so people on the fence are going to go buy it just because they're they want a copy of it. Like, well, I might not get one next year if I wait, so I better get one now. And if I don't like it, well, at least I have it. It's a collector's baby. I don't know. Um, that was weird when when Soul Silver came out on the DS, which, God, that's a while ago now. But just going from like, oh, this used to be my favorite Pokemon game to I can play this again. 
and being like, hey, I like this. But it's sort of the World of Warcraft thing, right? Like, I remember too much of it. I remember the mechanics. I remember the world. I, I, I Even if I don't know exactly where to go, I know the general trajectory. So a lot of the uh, mystery is gone. And so it's not like exploring a new place. It's sort of like revisiting one. But because I'm not 12, like, I can see the flaws. I sent you the trailer for Pokemon. I'm opening it. Okay. Watching in three, two, one. I mean, like, from a, I guess, a, a visual standpoint, it looks quite nice. Do you think so? Yeah. It just strikes I don't, I me guess... as really uninspired. I mean, it, it, it technically is. Like, they've remade, like, almost every Pokemon game at this point. It's not, like, shocking. I don't have any nostalgia for the new Pokemon. I've never played these games. I think visually it looks cool. Uh, but I would also expect, like, a new Pokemon game to look like this. Like, yeah, we, we've moved on beyond the uh, kind of low-poly pixel art. Or, well, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, like, the, the, the artwork from blue and red, right? Like, things have changed. So... I don't know. It looks fine. I'm guessing some people will be happy that it exists, but Honor of Kings colon world. Yeah, so here's a trailer for a new game. Okay, I'm going to watch this in 3, 2, 1. Oh, this is three minutes. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but... No, you can skim through it. Well, I really like the style of this like right off the bat. Yeah. It is uh, striking. Oh, that water looks so good. Puddles. I don't know what any of these monsters are, but they're cool. Is this like Monster Hunter or what? Uh, it's a little bit like Monster Hunter, yeah. That, that thing he's fighting kind of could be yeah. a Pokemon. Like, like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon. Like, Is he going to catch that or are they going to kill it? Yeah, I can't find the game I was looking for. But there's like a a free to play. It's basically a Pokemon knockoff, but it's okay. of like this graphical quality. Skip into and it's two just minutes. Very weird to to look at this and say, "Well, yeah, I I think Pokemon looks better," because I've seen that argument made. I mean, this, this I, is like clearly looks better than the Pokemon game we just saw. But the Pokemon game, I feel like, is aiming for a very different uh, tone. And so, like, graphically, it looks different. Like, like this is really sure. pretty, but this has also got... I don't know, I feel like this is going for way different vibes than Pokemon as far as uh, scale and epicness and mystery or whatever. Like, Pokemon's cozy. Uh, this doesn't seem like it's cozy. Sure, and I, I, can, I can understand wanting to convey different things through the art. And that's fine. Too, and I'm also not really a graphics snob. Like I don't need the the 4K resolution or the ray tracing or whatever for it to be a good game. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like when the animations are recycled, and they haven't updated the models in five years, and like when the characters uh, walk five feet, a tree pops in, it, and it's just kind of there are quality issues in the past couple Pokemon games that came out that still haven't been fixed. Sure. Like visual glitches and stuff. We're just, it feels like they're going through the motions 
because they don't have to work. They just need to hit this weird bare minimum and they get their paycheck. Pokemon's one of the most successful franchises like in the world still. And I look at some sense. of the games that they, they put out and it's like, how in the world? Like it just, it, it feels so unearned at this point. Digimon story, Cyrus Luth. Starting at 126 and one, two, three, go. Oh shit, this is a Vita game for 2016. I could get this. I have a PlayStation Vita. I like this game. It's not my favorite Digimon game, but it's not bad. This is a weird style. Like, like this anime girl is in this car, and she looks really removed from the car. Yeah. What's... Does this cut the gameplay at some point? Oh, barely. It's just like the characters actually animate <laughs> in this one. Sure. Like pose and stuff. And in Pokemon, it's like they stand borderline in a t-pose and they just sort of like wiggle left and right yeah as if they're a sprite that doesn't animate and it's like i get what they're doing but it feels very cheap yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it right because like it made sense when they were sprite art but it's like they're trying to hold on to that when they don't need to uh i guess and i don't know i don't know like what people, yeah i don't know what people want out of pokemon anymore right because i don't play it and if I ever play it again, I'm gonna go charge my DS. And I'm gonna play Soul Silver because uh, I don't want new Pokemon. I am like over Pokemon. Yeah, I know adults that want like a more evolved story. Like they want Pokemon to grow up with them. And then I know kids that are into the card game, but I don't know kids that give a shit about the video game. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it, so it's like, it, of course, I have a very small sample size, but there's this thing where when I read stuff online, it's usually people whose like profile picture is a Nintendo character. And they talk about how like they play Breath of the Wild with their wife all the time. And there's just there's a billion of these people and all of them got their switch uh, as a gift for when they got their dick cut off. And now they're like. They're they're super excited for this new shining diamond and shining pearl game because they can relive their childhood. And it's like, well, dude, if you play the real diamond and pearl instead of the remake, you might relive your childhood better because at least yeah. then it's the same thing. Why settle for this weird compromisey pandery bullshit? I don't get the appeal. Well, that that's an interesting thing though, right? Like the idea of wanting. Wanting a property to grow up with you. Because I feel like that can work, but it can also backfire. Like, I, I think people theoretically want that, but when they're given the chance or when it does happen, they're not always happy. Like, like Linkin Park, I grew up with that band, and, like, that band evolved as I did as a person. Because every two or three years, they'd release a new album, but they are always kind of changing their sound up. And I was generally always on board, but a lot of people... We're not. And so it's like, oh, they they put out a thousand sons. People are like, why does it just sound like hybrid theory? I want them to grow up with me, but also I want them to make hybrid theory. And that applies to movies. That applies to video game franchises, right? Like, I think music's an easier microcosm to look at it because most bands are around a lot longer and they're like sometimes more willing to experiment. And you can, I don't know, just your ears can pick it out a lot easier sometimes than like the intricacies of a video game narrative or gameplay but i don't know like like 
I've kind of grown up with the Gears of War games, right? Uh, and so Gears of War comes out, and I want I want better and story from Gears of War generally than what we get. And I like the new ones fine, but I also have... I, I wish they said more than just kind of like generic video games. Baby War is actually bad stuff, right? Like, like they're not really delivering much of a message other than just, hey, here's the characters you're playing, here's the comedy bits, here's the action bits, here's the sad bits, like... They're, they're very much a sum of their parts, and that can work really well. I think the games are good still, but they probably haven't really grown up with me. I'm not upset about that, and I'm not demand that of them, but I guess I can see holding on to hope. I don't know what I'm arguing anymore. I'm just talking. So here's an example of one that grew up like with the audience is God of War. Oh, there you go. And I didn't, I never played God of War, like any of those games. So I don't have like a nostalgic thing. I don't have an emotional connection to it. When they announced the new one and it was clearly this like emotional father story. It's like, this seems like it's not the same franchise. Like it's strange to take a fun action game and then say, well, why don't we stop and meditate for a while? Sure. And a lot of people responded very positively to this, and it got a lot of accolades, and people are are really excited about the sequel that looks like the exact same game. And I'm just scratching my head, like it, like you you don't want a sequel, you want this new thing, wearing the corpse of the sequel. Like I I, I don't relate to it. Uh, you know what Ben Ten does? You mean that like cartoon? Yeah, Ben Ten basically reboots every two years. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. They have like a new art design, a new storytelling design. New, like they they do a complete reboot. <laughs> They'll do like weird spinoffs and stuff. Uh, they have this very tight cycle because their key demographic is like a very narrow window of age where it's like, hey, these kids are going to grow out of it. So that we have to sense. have some hooks that doesn't feel like some old cartoon with like a lot of lore and baggage you have to pay attention to. That was... Uh, when it comes to the Owl House, like that basically getting a shortened third season and then not like renewed for a fourth was basically Disney's kind of uh, part of their reasoning for that is sort of like, well, all our Disney cartoons are appealing to age groups between this and this. Uh, anything after three seasons, you're probably like out aging those. You have these long, complicated stories that you're not doing episodic stuff, right? You're telling like a, a, a serialized story. All of a sudden, the new car- people getting into Disney, like, they're too young for this. They don't have the first seasons to back. Like, it, it makes kind of sense. Like, if you have a very specific demographic, an audience you're appealing to, and it they get older and want to stop watching your thing, doing the Ben 10 method works. Owl House is kind of a weird thing because it's appealed to so many adults that are just like, hey, uh, you have, like, a pretty big market here. You could sell us shit. We'd probably buy it. Maybe finish the series off proper for us, please. But... Also, at the end of the day, money sell- talks, right? So, like, I, I kind of get their reasoning once I heard it. It's like, oh, I don't like it. I don't really respect it, but I do understand it. Yeah, I think Owl House uh, maybe warrants it differently. <laughs> but, I, I, again, I do understand that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes more sense for something like Ben 10, which, from my understanding, doesn't have, like, a huge overarching story. It's like there's a, a basic plot, but it's kind of, like, episode to episode. If you miss two... It's a very Saturday morning cartoon thing. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, I between these two philosophies of God of War grow up, 
and Ben 10 Forever 10. Uh, I, I think Pokemon should be in that. Let's keep it aimed at kids approach. Sure. Um, I think it's cute and sweet when adults have something to bond with their kids over. Yeah. And it's nice that there's parents that grew up on Pokemon and Pokemon's still around and continuing. And now their kids are getting into Pokemon and they can play Pokemon go together and go outside and walk and stuff. There's, there's not bad things to that. Right. It's just, I get this weird vibe when I see uh, someone my age complaining that Pokemon isn't gritty enough. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Or, like, why are the characters so young? Like, there should be an adult Pokemon trainer walking around the world beating up kids. And it's like, no, it, maybe maybe keep in mind who this is for. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know any kids that care about the games right now. I feel like I don't it's mostly kids, nostalgia so. into kids. Or adults, rather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting with, like, Minecraft, where that is in another, like, two to five years, right? Because I feel like it has a huge audience, but also predominantly, like, there is a lot of kids playing that, like, all the Let's Play stuff. Actually, like, watching Let's Players grow up has kind of been crazy. Um, Or just YouTubers in general. Like, you look at Solar Sands, which I really like that guy's content now, but, like, he started off basically just making fun of shitty DeviantArt accounts and, like, drawings on DeviantArt. And now he puts out these, like, kind of really long, crazy essays about artwork and uh, things that kind of make him scared and, and whatnot. Like, he has a two-hour video on monuments as a concept uh, and how humans, like, try to build big things to kind of say we were here. And that that transition, right, from, like, man, look at these shitty OCs that this guy did. He doesn't know how to shade. His line work's bad to two-hour, like, almost documentary-style movie thing. Like, holy fuck. But it's cool. But I can also, I don't know, like, maybe if you, you want to see someone rip on crappy things on DeviantArt, I don't know why you'd want to see that. I, I That wouldn't give me any joy anymore, but at one point it probably would have. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through Ben 10 pictures on Google Images, and now I want to talk about Ben 10 more. Um, But, I mean, we, we've been talking for a while. Should we start today's topic? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we we both wrote our scripts for the the Justice League movie. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? So I have a very serious question. Yeah. Um, have we done this before? Done what before? A sequel to the Justice League. We might have. I don't think so, but we might have. So I asked because I know Jean Luc, Alex, and Emily sometimes listen. I was like, "Hey, stupid question, but on opinions are cheap. Did we write a sequel to Batman v Superman?" Because that's the thing tonight, and I feel like we did it once before. And Jean-Luc was like, yeah, you did. They made a ad- movie adaptation called The Snyder Cut. And I was like, okay, but I want a serious answer. And apparently Alex says we haven't. Um, I appreciate his answer, though. I do, too. I thought that was funny. So shout out to Jean-Luc, Alex, and Emily for being unhelpful. I think, I think we've talked more about Star Wars than comic books. Okay, that makes sense. I do have a flaw, though, in this episode in that I just finished my glass of whiskey, so I don't know if I can talk about the Justice League now that, like, my, my hourglass is over, my my so liquid hourglass. We're at the 50-minute mark. This is kind of a joke that we missed the topic. I know. 
I, I, so I want to clear it for the, the listeners that are maybe sitting on the edge of their seat for the past 50 minutes. We had, we had to go on a very different rambly weird journey about the internet and video games and growing up. Uh, we've both been drinking. We, we you, you can't just like hit the brakes just because there's lights and sirens around you. Yeah. Also, I apologize for being like possibly a little more incoherent than normal tonight. I feel like I, I start off talking and I have like a, a point and then I, I get halfway into my sentence and I don't remember what the point is. But I'm like, well, choo-choo, motherfucker, this train's going. So speaking of choo-choo, time for glad space? Yeah. My glad space. I have a couple of things to choose from, but I'm going to pick. Uh, I started watching What We Do in the Shadows on Yay. your request and then actually like six or eight months ago heather told me to watch it and i was like oh that looks kind of fun i guess and then you're like hey you should watch this I was like oh yeah that show I- i've heard that show before that show's really funny i'm four episodes in it is extremely clever like i love everything it's doing i love its style of the humor um it's fucking ridiculous and in amazing ways like just the, the concept is perfect. I love that. The episode we watched today, the dude's got a cursed hat and like just slapstick bad stuff ha- keeps happening to him. And I think that's brilliant. Like, oh, yeah, it's such the a, cursed hat. It's such a good little setup for a joke that just continuously pays off and remains funny throughout the entire episode. No, I, I like that show. I don't remember if I recommended it on air or if this is afterwards. I think it was after. Um, But yeah, I recommend it too. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. And it reminds me a lot of when I play The Sims. I think that's what got me to bring it up. Yeah, maybe you did say that on there. Uh, but yeah, what we do in the shadows is, is good. I, I recommend it. I love the energy vampire. He is such a douchebag, but like the weird, boring, unhelpful kind. It's great. I kind of like all the characters for their own reason. which I do too. I, I think that's really that should be the goal when you have an ensemble cast show like this but typically it's like i i have my favorites and with this no matter who's on screen there's something worthwhile happening like something funny will happen yeah at least that's been the case so far but i don't know we we watched the first episode and it's sort of like okay i've been people have recommended this i hope we like it if we don't we can watch something else and then it was like okay well i really like that uh you guys want to keep going? And everyone's like, yeah, that was pretty fun. And I think like episode two is a bit better. And then episode three was fucking hysterical. And then episode four was really good. So it's just kind of like slowly climbing upward. I think it's going to be one of those shows like by the end of season one, like it's going to be fantastic. And I'm, I'm excited to, I feel like if, if it hasn't found its own yet, it's like really close. But to me, it's like, no, it could just continue on at this quality. And I would be really, really quite pleased. I like it. What about you, Cameron? What are you glad about? So I watched a show, too. Oh. Did you watch that League of Legends cartoon on Netflix? No. It's actually very good. Like Plot twist. I I recommended it to my parents because I think they would appreciate it. Really? It's good. Um... It's supposed to be the origin story of a couple characters. And it's funny because the characters they picked are characters I do not care about. <laughs> and I also haven't played League of Legends in like a year. Really, I haven't played in years, but I played one game during lockdown last year. And that one game made me cry and I, I re-uninstalled it. 
but there's something about the art design and the ideas that go into League of Legends where it's like, I can't wait for one of their non-MOBA games to come out because I want to get into this universe. I want to play the MMO. I want to play their, uh, they're going to have like a dungeon crawler game. They're going to have a fighting game. It's like, yeah, I, I want all of this. But uh, I, the show. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the show has a neat art design to it. So it's like, well, it looks pretty. I'll give it a try. The first episode felt very heavy on various tropes where it's like, uh, I might see where the whole thing's going. You know, it, writing's on the wall. I get it. But the characters become interesting by the second episode. And I was like full attention, like watching on the edge of my seat on the third episode. And I just, I really enjoyed it. It's called Arcane. But if you open Netflix, they'll shove it down your throat. Um, What they're doing, though, in releasing, I like they're doing three episodes at a time. So it's not the full thing you binge. It's more like, imagine getting like the Star Wars trilogy, but you get one movie a weekend. I like that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good format. So I've only seen the first three episodes, but I recommend them. Nice. Yeah. So look up Arcane if you get a chance. Um, I wonder how long it'll take for that to show up on the Russian cartoon website, and I can watch it there. I mean, it's popular enough the demand is there. Yeah, I bet it's there already, to be honest. I did maybe tell Emily I was going to watch uh, Centaur World. Which one is Centaur World? Apparently it's about centaurs. I actually don't know anything about it. Let me. Bring I believe that up it was quick. made by people who worked on My Little Pony and Adventure Time. Oh. This isn't at all what I was imagining. Oh, yeah. The first three episodes of Arcane League of Legends are on this website. Nice. So, yeah, well, that's that a thing I could be, try. Yeah, that might be a chaser after Centaur World. Cartoons are great. They can be. A lot of times they're not. I suppose. You find I, the great ones. I get vetted cartoons pretty well. Like, I have to, like, like two or three people are like, you should watch this for I'm like, okay, I'm on it. Like, I don't know. Oh, we're at an hour, though. I don't know if you got anything else you want to say. Well, um, I mean, it is Veterans Day, but I think we might be better served taking this time to to wish our respects one more time to Rich Kayenka Lotax and all of his work <laughs> for society. Um, to quote Chad, you're one of the real ones. I did not say that, but I bet someone else did. R.I.P. in peace. Or not. I don't care. Or not. I don't care either. I, it, 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 it's interesting as far as, I don't know, history goes. You don't, you don't have to defend yourself. I, I, I get it. Okay. I'm just poking fun at you and some dead body that I don't recognize. You can kick the bear if the bear is dead. Did you know that bears are, are like, sometimes they're small. Yeah. You can beat them up. It's okay. I'll beat up a little cute bear. I saw this great video where someone, they had a bear in their backyard, so they open the door and they yell at it. And it runs away, but then three baby bears fell out of a tree because apparently they climbed up to the top of the tree, and they all got startled when the guy yelled. So they all like fell and chased after the the mom. That's funny. It was funny, but it was also like all the people commenting were like, 
like, wait, aren't mother bears supposed to be protective? Like, what the fuck am I looking at? I feel like not all humans are good mothers, so maybe not all bears are good mothers. Like, I, I guess that, you know, motherly instincts don't need to, doesn't need to translate that way. You know, that's true. There's different personalities. Uh, speaking of bears, I was on a podcast with Emily called Imagine Me and Yutna. Uh, but she's got like a spinoff thing where they talk about Yuri Kuma, which is an anime about uh, about lesbians and bears. And I watched that and talked to that with her and Alice. So if you want to hear my opinions on, a, on an anime that's basically in the Yuri genre, you can go find that. That was a that was a nonsense hour. It sounds like an hour worth listening to. It was pretty funny. I was listening to a Frasier podcast. Oh my gosh. And what's interesting is it was actually recorded years ago and just never released. Oh. And so he's releasing it now because he slipped once that he had a failed Fraser podcast that he couldn't get off the ground. And the fans demanded to hear it. So what's funny is that they kind of date themselves in the show because it's it's funny enough they're talking about an old sitcom, but also it was recorded years ago. So they'll hear something like, oh... Uh, that reminds me, did you know Patrick Stewart's going to come back to be in a new Star Trek show? Like, oh, wow, I can't wait. And it's just like, it's this weird time travel thing where there's like steps to the time travel. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of oh, crazy. Frazier. That was, I remember when, um, not to not to keep talking, but at one point I went back to listen to uh, the Dismal Jesters podcast, which is uh, Jim Sterling, Jonathan Holmes, and Conrad Zimmerman. Um. And this was years ago that they did this, and it was somewhat about video games and somewhat about weird slapstick comedy. And so, like, they'd get done with a comedy bit, and then Jonathan would talk about video games for, like, 20 minutes. And it's always weird going back and, like, listening to, you know, like, speculating about games that have been out for, like, four or five years now or ten years or whatever it was. Um, or re-listening to, like any kind of video game or IGN podcast. I remember trying to do that once and it's just like, oh yeah, uh, the Metroid Other M came out a while ago and no one liked it, but I guess they were hoping. So I've never watched Frasier. I feel like I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you much about it. Uh, me and Richard have this inside thing going on where we're both Frasier fans. And we will write letters to Nintendo requesting Frasier Amiibos be released. But That's funny. I've never watched Frasier. And so I just lie about it so that Richard thinks that I do watch Frasier. And Uh-oh. I have this great fantasy in my head that one of these days I'll find out that he's never watched Frasier either. And he just wanted to impress me. And we'll laugh. What if he listens to this? I Well, then he's probably standing in the bakery right now laughing. <laughs> or Delhi, I don't know where he is right now. Razor, where are you? I mean, Richard, where are you? Fuck, I am kind of <laughs> drunk. Right, we're coming up on our 200th episode. We got to get Fraser on to tell us about Fraser. Yeah, we can do that. I'll, I'll message I him. Richard, I, I, was... I did the thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'll just send him. I'll send Fraser a postcard. I'm sure, I could do that. How hard could that be? You know, what, what is he, even what is still he doing alive? now? Like, he's not playing Beast anymore. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. No, that was him, but you said it. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, he he is Sideshow Bob really? and Beast and um, uh, Agrarius Grouch the Third, a.k.a. The Rumble. 
I don't know who that is. That's the villain from Money Plane. Okay. Money Plane is objectively the worst movie that came out last year. <laughs> and they got Kelsey Grammer in it. And it's clear that they... I think the budget may have largely gone to him. Because not a lot else happens in the movie. And also he's only in like... Clearly it was like one set that they just filmed his scenes in. And they cut other characters into it later. <laughs> Because he's never, like, eye-to-eye looking at people. Oh, wow. It's like that kind of movie. Where they they couldn't pay him enough to stay for two days. We're doing this on a Saturday, and that's it. Sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love Kelsey Grammer. I love his work. That's the thing. That's what's funny. I I mean to sit down and watch all of Frasier. Sure. Because I'm a fan and I get the humor and it's like, oh yeah, that seems like a show I would watch. And I just never do. Is it on Netflix? I'll watch that after Arcane is done. I think that is on Netflix. Wow, we are on 190. Where's this episode 194, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if we can get Richard for a 200th, we'll make it our Frasier special. Uh, episode 192 has a SoundCloud comment. Some guy just says, I'm listening to this over and over. And I. Yeah, yeah I saw I, that. I don't know why. But good on you. Shit, the pony episode's up to 32 listeners. Fuck yeah. Nice. I like how we have like, we have like 20 consistent people that show up every week. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, I don't know who any of Let's... you are, but I like this relationship we have. Yeah. Let's close out with the Frasier theme song. Okay. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and scrambled eggs. That what it is? Yeah. And maybe I well, see I, a bit I, confused. I didn't know what it was. Hey, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what uh-uh. to do with those to salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Good night, Seattle. Love ya. Put some hot sauce on them eggs. <laughs>